0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: I'm present for
0: peace. I'm
1: present for peace. Yo, I'm present for peace. Yo, I'm present for peace. I am present. The Keys 107 welcomes you back to the Peacekeepers Roll Call.
2: I'm ready for Peacekeepers' Roll Call. This is the first of a series of roll calls that we'll be reaching out to peacekeepers across the United States and abroad. And we have on the line here with us the co-founder of the Peacekeepers' Global Initiative, Bob Law. Bob, are you there?
0: I'm here. Can you hear me all right?
2: I can hear you. This is well, Sister great. Rafika and I am present for peace.
0: I'm glad to be with you. I'm present for peace.
2: So let's just talk a little bit about how you got involved with the Peacekeepers' Global Initiative.
0: Well, you know, there's been a uh, a peace initiative for some years. Uh, We've many of us have been working with the effort to reduce violence and, and murders and killing, and reduce the the violence contradiction that exists in the black community. And there was a, some years ago a movement called Increase the Peace that you might remember, and we were many of us were active with that. A lot of local organizations, and uh, particularly men becoming concerned and looking for a way to contribute to the increase the peace effort as a result of their commitment that as as a result of the commitment they made at the million man march and it was coming out of the million man march that people began to move in the streets all over the country and part of the concern was that we sustain that that effort that initiative Part of the concern is that we continue to move it forward because the enemies of our people uh, did, did not relax. We actually did reduce murder and homicide, mm. and a lot of uh, politicians, mayor of New York, I think it was Giuliani at the time, the uh, mayor of Cleveland, a number of people took the credit for the violence and the, and the, the decrease in homicides in their community even though they admitted that they didn't know what they had done to cause it to go down. But since it went down under their watch, they claimed credit. But it really was black communities, black churches, black organizations out in the street in those cities very much um, uh, inspired to do so by Minister Farrakhan coming out of the Million Man March. And so we we began to look for ways, though, to sustain it because even though we did it, the, the enemies of our people responded. You know they're, they're, They are not trying to reduce violence or eliminate crime, in, particularly in black communities. The uh, prisons around the country have been privatized. And in order for a private corporation to get a contract to run a prison, they get the contract from the state. They build the prison, and the state pays them to operate the prison. In order for them to get the money from the state to operate a prison, the prison has to maintain a 75% occupancy rate.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so there really is no effort to decrease crime and start to decrease the prison population. That would put all of these new prison corporations out of business. And so things begin to happen in our community. The influx of weapons, Uh, a lot of ideas are promoted that glamorize killing, drinking, uh, committing crime, getting over, hustling, scheming, and so there's an effort to maintain the uh, violence contradiction in our community, and as a result of that, we decided that we had to take some additional steps and really develop a national effort that would, again, push back against the crime and the killing and the fact that so many of our people, young people in particular, were being encouraged to kill each other. And so working with uh, Captain Dennis Muhammad, who had the idea for a national organization called the Peacekeepers, then we began to work on that idea and to promote the idea of people being present for peace in cities all over the country.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, Bob, I just wanted to give out the phone number and um, let everyone know that when you dial the number and you want to speak, you have to press the number one key on your keypad. The number is area code 213-943-3618. That's area code 213-943-3618. Call in and let us know your presence for peace, tell us what's happening in your area, and we're gonna continue the conversation and I'll wait for your calls. Uh we have um another uh technology that we're using, the blog talk radio chat room. So if you go to blog talk radio slash the keys one oh seven uh peacekeepers roll call, you can send us a chat. And we have uh Jason X in the chat room right now and he says he's present for peace. So uh Bob, you can continue telling us a little bit about how the Peacekeepers Global Initiative started and where you are today with it.
0: Well, as I say, we began to to launch this idea of encouraging people. The Global Initiative is this. We are encouraging everybody in the community to become a peacekeeper. The men are challenged to step up first. The men are challenged to step up and establish a presence in the community. That is why there are men who are walking in the street wearing the peacekeeper t-shirts making it clear to people that there is a desire for peace there is some movement some organi- some organization making it clear to people that the community is beginning to stand up when uh, when we're in the street we're talking to people we're pointing out wake up you've been set up wake up you have been set up to destroy yourselves to kill yourselves and destroy your own community So we begin talking to people about let's stop cooperating with the very process that was put in place to destroy us. And we call on men first to step forward and and establish a presence in the community. But the real idea with the global initiative is that we make everybody in the community a peacekeeper, men, women, seniors, teenagers. Everybody is a peacekeeper. Everybody assumes, therefore, the responsibility to promote peace in their community. So it means that the way that you walk your walk and the things that you do ordinarily and when you go shopping and when you stand online and when you go to the movie theater and wherever you might be, you have assumed the responsibility to make sure that it is everything is peaceful. So mm-hmm. if somebody... Bumps up against you, you're not shoving them off. You think, get off me! Yes. You know, you you now where well, you might have done that. Now that you are a peacekeeper, when somebody bumps up against you, you are going to make sure that you that that peace is maintained. You're, pardon me, brother, pardon me, sister. If somebody gets in front of you online. You're not going to curse them out, try to embarrass them or humiliate them. You're going to handle it. In a manner that will maintain the peace so everybody in the community if we can get everybody in the community to begin to understand that peace in the community is each is the responsibility of each individual in the community that is the point that we are trying to get over and see that becomes in a very real sense the, the real global initiative is to establish peace by by uh, educating encouraging teaching the, the community to assume the responsibility for stabilizing the community ourselves. See, we, so we're not looking for anybody to come in and give us any money you know, mm-hmm. in order to have peace. We're not, we'll, if, if there's some money that can be uh, had for, to, uh, to finance an initiative, that's fine. If the money does not come, that doesn't mean that we continue to kill each other. So everybody assumes the responsibility for peace, and, and uh, without waiting for celebrities, uh, entertainers, basketball players, artists, without waiting for anybody to come back and 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 walk with us, if they don't come, even if they don't show up still the community is going to be a peaceful community because those of us who live in the community have accepted the responsibility each individual to establish peace where we live
2: i think that's a good point that you brought up that peace is not so much just marching in the streets and 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 you know making a loud initiative it's what you do with your neighbor what you do with when you're in the store how do you handle a, a minor conflict which could lead to a, a larger conflict?
0: That's right. See, one of the things that we point out, Dr. Elisa English, who probably be on the air here at some point, has pointed out that uh, peace is not just the absence of, of conflict. You oh. know, peace is, is peace is the uh, atmosphere. Peace is the the Total circumstance It's the environment So you See so you may not be uh, Fighting each other uh, But you know But you might at the same time Be uh, Unpleasant Intolerant uh, You know You you might You might Some people maintain Peace and order In their home By terrorizing their children Yes You know Just sit down Don't move <laughs> You know Don't 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 look over here So what we're we're talking peace really is harmony peace is a is a is a community where there is harmony where there's a sense of joy you know with where there's where there's a sense of community peace has people see you can have a peaceful community at night for instance you can have a peaceful community if everybody goes indoors at night and puts four or five locks on their door and, and stays indoors and never comes out. You can have a curfew that, say no, that says nobody on the street after sundown or yes. nobody on the street after 8 p.m. And then statistically, you can look back and say, okay, well, then there's been a reduction in crime in that neighborhood, but it's not because there's peace in the real sense. It's because of the environment that we have now created. Peace allows you to be, be in the street at 8 o'clock at night. Be in the street after dark and still be safe. It allows you to have a block party in the summertime and goes on into the nighttime and nobody gets shot. You know, nobody's music is blaring, blasting to the neighbors on the other side of the block, can't get to sleep. See, peace is harmony. Peace is joy. Peace is respect for each other. Peace is creating a community where it is possible for you to actually live and 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 uh, and and be nourished by the very spirit of the community.
2: Well, you know, you you talked about different places where things can erupt and what people can do when they're at peace. But how about just sitting on your porch, which is a tradition in the black community to sit outside with your neighbors and have a conversation, have some laughs. But today, because of the climate, people are not even comfortable sitting on their porch with their children, no doubt.
0: Right. Because it's it is still too dangerous and and there's no peace. Uh and, and the people who live in the community cannot trust each other. Is part that is a significant part of the problem. The reason people are not comfortable sitting out on their front stoop as they call it right in the in the in the city, on their porch <laughs> out in the suburb, the reason they can't do it is because they don't trust each other. They don't okay. they know that uh there could be a drive by shooting, there could mm. be uh, any kind of a shooting, there could be people trying to resolve something that has nothing to do with uh you, and we have seen that we have seen where there have been children who have been killed inside their own apartments while there's somebody out in the street shooting at each other, bullets going through the window they 've killed people in their own homes
2: that's right, uh,
0: and you know there are people walking down the street who are not involved in any criminal activity not related to any. Gang in the community, and they get shot as not even uh as a mistaken identity, they just get shot by a wild bullet and children
2: the, three year and, old and their children. children
0: because the people with the gang with the guns hmm. are not marksmen they have, they don't know how to handle the weapons you know there are a lot of weapons in our community, and young brothers as older brothers as well need to just consider that. How did those guns get in the community? See, when I was back in the day, back in the 19, if we go all the way back to the 1950s. Brooklyn uh, was the the center of gang activity, black gang activity. Well, really, gang activity, black and white gang activity, in this country. And in fact, it was the police from Brooklyn who were sent into other cities to train other policemen about how to deal with gangs. But there were white gangs, the Fordham Baldies, the Amboy Dukes. There were black gangs that had these legends when we were growing up, the Pythons, the Chaplains, the Corsair Lords. All of these, there were gangs uh, that that had the sportsmen, I believe, in Harlem, and and they all became uh, the subject of urban legends. But at that time, in the gang, there might be one person who had a gun, and there was a thing in those days called a zip gun.
2: Oh, my Where goodness.
0: People would make a gun out of a, a toy gun, a cap pistol, and some, I don't know what else, some other pieces, or they had one part of a real gun. They used to make what they called a zip gun, and half the time, the zip gun would blow up in your hand when you tried to fire it. Mm. About the half of the time, it would actually work, but I think the zip guns would fire one bullet. And if you and if somebody else could actually buy a gun, and they were not buying any automatic weapons, 48 magnums and stuff, they would you'd have some little 38 revolver, little small gun, and and the, that that gang would be the major gang force in the community because one guy had a gun. Well, the enemies of our people said that's not enough. These these gangs are killing each other, but not nearly quick enough, not really enough of them. And so we've got to arm them even more. We've got to make more guns available to them, which is what they began to do. So you now have people in the black community walking around with all kinds of guns, magnums and automatic weapons, and they don't. we, we don't manufacture the guns. We don't import the guns. We're not responsible for the new development in, in guns. We don't design the guns. We don't have anything to do with it. Somehow, however the guns wind up easily accessible in the black community. And black people, young black people who buy and use the guns have not quite realized that they've been set up, that those guns are being made available because the guns are only used on each other.
2: On each other, yes. So, Bob, I'm going to have to cut you just for a quick minute, but I have a caller um, who has been holding for such a long time. I was waiting for a natural break, you know.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Paula,
2: stand <laughs> up. Are you here? Are
1: you present for peace? Yes, I am present for peace. Thank you, Sister Rafika and Brother Bob Law.
2: And what's your location?
1: I'm calling from Queens, New York. Okay. So Queens is absolutely present for peace, and we bear witness for the march that uh, we had out in the streets of South Jamaica, And we thank Brother Bob Law, we thank Brother Captain Dennis Muhammad, we thank the Peacekeepers and um, Sister um, Erica Ford's group and all of those who feel that they are present for peace and want to keep peace in our streets globally. So I just wanted to say big up and thank you for this show, and uh, God willing, I'm going to continue to call in. I just wanted to say to Brother Bob Law, I know you've been working a long time in our community and this seems to be the culmination of all of your years of work in our community that this seems to be because I remember when you uh, were you had your own radio show and I used to listen and call in as well there and to think that young people always you know had a, a place in our hearts at at the time I was a real young man for Bob Law, you know his brother was real tall you know basketball player tall <laughs> we always saw brother in, in in the community, so I like to you know again thank him for his work over the years and, and saying that this Peacekeeper Initiative, if you could, by any stretch of the imagination, blend the idea that Brother said in the beginning where Goldman Sachs, which is an enemy of peace throughout the world, has bought into the uh, into the prison industrial complex in a big way. And any time Goldman Sachs uh, puts their money someplace, they have the ability to use fixers and use the type of people that uh, are ex Navy SEALs, ex Special Forces, to make sure that where they put their money is always, it, it always uh, makes a profit. So I just wanted to flesh that out with Brother Bob Law that this is a global initiative for peace, but we're fighting against an enemy who is global and who is well funded. And if there's a way that we can, push that aspect in the community, I think, that, you know, maybe by God's grace we could actually show that it's a us against them type of scenario.
0: Well, I think, the Brother, I thank you for your call. Thank you for your, for your words. And I think that the brother makes a really uh, important point. We have a global initiative because a global initiative is necessary. We are under attack and we are under attack by global powers by people who are these Goldman Sachs is, is part of a global uh, mega corp you know those are mega corporations whose operation is global and the kind of things that they are doing that the people that people do in order to crush uh, black people is not limited to New York City or America that we we are finding our people uh, under the same heel of oppression all over the world, there's a movement to recolonize Africa. There's, mm. there's a movement uh, to destroy Black people wherever we are, and and so we have seen it. We have seen a need for a rebuilding of the human spirit among Black people everywhere, in Haiti, in Jamaica, you know, in in Jamaica Queens and in Jamaica West Indies. You know, we have seen this uh, in London. Everywhere there is a need to rebuild the spirit of our people. And so I think it's a good point that the brother makes when he points out that the enemies of our people are global. So we should not underestimate the task that we have taken on. We should not underestimate the nature of the struggle that we are involved in. It is an awesome task. It is a real significant challenge. But... If we're going to struggle, then we might as well struggle against the real enemies. If we're going to struggle, if we're going to organize, if we're going to work, then we need to do the real work. You know, people have a tendency to say, well, you know, there's certain people you can't win, you can't beat. So don't even mention Goldman Sachs. You can't beat them. They got too much money. They're too worldwide. And, you know, you've heard the saying that you you can't beat City Hall. And there are people who say if we, we take up this fight about black radio, there are people who say, yeah, but you can't beat the FCC, you know, you, uh, and you can't beat these mega corporations. Well, we say that if we are not going to fight against the people who are really responsible for the, uh, the condition of our people, then we don't need to fight. We need to we we can fight uh we realize how rich and and influential the enemies are, but we are not powerless and pitiful ourselves. No matter how rich and influential they may be, they will have to take us on. And and, and we will not allow anybody to continue to just freely roll over black people in, 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 in our communities, in our country, anywhere in the world. So uh I'm glad that the brother pointed out that the people we go up against are global, therefore we have to be global as well.
2: Yes, yeah, and we have another caller on the line. Uh, but Jason, just hold hold on. Don't go nowhere. Um, we have Steve from Atlantic City. Are you there, Steve?
3: Uh, yes, I'm here. Father for peace.
0: Go right ahead.
3: Yes, sir. Um, just a little update on what we've been doing as the peacekeepers out of the City area in New Jersey. Is that we have consistently been having our Thursday training meetings, which we network with the elected housing authority in this area, who allow us to use their facilities to do our training on Thursdays from seven to eight thirty p m mm-hmm. uh, with that we have uh two weeks of um self defense and which is how to get in a hold and how to get out of one That's the north and not the north mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as uh our um, life skills, which have to do with CPR and first aid, as well as the uh, the proper way to handle people. Uh, since then, we, we have had a number of people, including the mayor and uh, police chief, attend some of our meetings uh, to, uh, to talk about also the sensitivity, the unsensitized police officers who are uh, in our communities. Um, we are also, on October the 4th, we will actually be having our Earth anniversary since our brother Captain Dennis Muhammad has actually came to Atlantic City to actually introduce the initiative of the peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that on October the fourth at four p.m. to around seven p.m. And we we'll basically this, be,
0: what day is October the fourth? What day of uh, the week is
3: that? That's on a Thursday. And it's that's Thursday on the, as well, okay. Yes, good Thursday. And usually what we've been doing for the last uh six or seven months is going to uh I would say not the worst area of the community, but we wanted it to be safe. And it was uh since our training, this is the first place that we actually went into and it's called the Back Maryland or Marina District, uh, in the Lake City area. And uh, what we do is go down to the playground, and when we get there, there's no one out there. There's no children out there. There's there's basketball courts and everything, baseball field and everything's out there, swings for the little children and so forth. When we get out there, no one's there. When we're there at 6 o'clock, they start coming out their houses. Mm -hmm. The children assist us and the parents assist us with even cleaning up the trash in the area first. Mm-hmm. At first we start off with prayer, then we clean up the area, and then we interact with the community, with the young teenagers. We play basketball with them. Some of the young ladies never even knew what jump rope meant or double dutch was. So some of our ladies and the peacekeepers actually assist them with learning how to jump rope. We, are un- we interact with them with the issues in the community as well as, you know, becoming a peacekeeper for that our power. Mm-hmm. And when we leave, they leave. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's almost like it disappears, like it never existed uh, mm-hmm. when we leave there. But we leave them with the safety net that we will be there the next week. And we've been doing that every Saturday from 6 to 7.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 See, that's excellent. And what has to happen is that the community becomes transformed to the point where the people in the community come out and pick up where the peacekeepers, where the men peacekeepers, walk away when they when they do their hour of power. See, the goal is that after the hour of power, everybody else in the community comes out and assumes the responsibility for the safety of those children. If you remember the film uh, about Aquila and the Bee, the, the yes. film about the little girl with the in the spelling bee.
2: That's right.
0: And if you remember that film. When, she was, when people in the entire community found out that she was studying for the spelling bee, everybody was coaching her, everybody in the community, the gangbangers that she thought were going to uh, intimidate her or be whatever, uh, discourage her. They were pleased. They were proud of her. Everybody was helping her with the drills that she was going through, the whole community. And this is based on a true story. Yes. And the whole community came out. And at the end of the film, when uh, she was thanking everybody, she was she said that she was thanking all of her coaches, and she said, "That's everybody. That's everybody in my community. The bus driver, the guy sitting on the stoop, as you pointed out, the people sitting on the porch. Everybody was coaching her, and that's what has to happen. In the, and that is possible. The work that these brothers are doing in Atlantic City is the kind of work that begins to transform." that whole community and that's what we're looking to to see happen and brother you mentioned that you meet on Thursdays and and the, let me just ask you this and this is really for everybody since the brothers of, uh, in Atlantic City are doing such a good work on Thursdays and I wonder if we could do this by way of transforming the entire community by way of putting another Wholesome, nurturing vibe out into the into the atmosphere and the community. What about this? And maybe people will call in and say if they will commit to do this on Thursdays. This Thursday coming, while it's still warming up. This Thursday coming, let's make Thursday Peacekeeper T-shirt Day, oh. and everybody in every city wear your Peacekeeper T-shirt all day Thursday. Oh. Can we get anybody to commit to doing that? Everybody in every city, all day Thursday. Just wear your peacekeeper T-shirt this Thursday. Let's see what it looks like in Atlantic City, with as many people as we can get. Whether they are the men walking with the peacekeepers or other members of the community who will be. See, that's one of the ways, brother, that we may be able to to introduce the idea of everybody in the community becoming a peacekeeper.
3: That's correct. Yes, sir. You
0: know, and so maybe we can hear from people. You all know the number, two one three nine four three three six one eight. Don't forget you have to dial one first. One two one three nine four three three six one eight. Maybe you dial that number and let me hear what you think about this Thursday, Thursday of this week. Everybody in in the cities, everywhere where there are peacekeepers, everybody wear your peacekeeper T shirt on Thursday. Let me know how you feel about it. Let me know if I can get a commitment.
2: Well, I believe we have another caller on the line um Brother Forrest. everybody got quiet for a moment. Bob was <laughs> going <hang> on
0: <laughs> but is Brother Forrest on the line?
2: Brother Maybe. Forrest can come in whenever he likes to. He's the keeper of the in, of the of the technology,
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, you were asking him what's going on? Okay. I was asking him what's going on, uh, brother
2: Jason. Are you still there?
0: Yes, this is, yes. This oh, is brother Faris Muhammad.
1: This is brother Muhammad, Harlem. I'm president for peace. However, uh, we got to have the peacekeepers. They got to ring. They got to either come into the chat room, announce themselves, or there's a few peacekeepers on the on the line, but they haven't pressed one. Until you press one, we won't bring you in. Can we just oh. think you're listening? Okay? We need you to press one so you can talk to Brother Bob Law, Sister Rafika, and to all the other peacekeepers around the world so that you're for that Thursday T-shirt day.
2: That's right. And we also have Brother Jason in Queens, so we have Brother Brother Steve in Atlantic, Atlantic City, New Jersey, on the line as well. So press the number one on your keypad so you can join in the conversation. Oh,
0: I see. Okay, so it's press number one in order to join the conversation.
2: Yeah, because okay, we have people good. who call in and just listen on their phones while they're right. out in the fields, you know. Right. And, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. There's an amazing technology that we're using. Mm-hmm. And also you can yeah. download the Blog Talk app on your smart device and listen like we used to do back in the days with transistor radio. We took that with us everywhere we went. We thought that right. was really cool. Now right. you can hold your smart device to your ear and listen to the Peacekeepers' Roll call. Call in and check in with us. The number is 213-943-3618, area code 213-943-3618. And I just want to remind the listening audience that the purpose of the Peacekeepers Roll Call is so that we can communicate with each other, talk about what's happening, um, updates, um, progress reports, or even, um, as, as Brother Bob and I were talking a little earlier about, sometimes you may be facing some type of obstacle that you need some help with, and this is what we're here for. Peacekeepers roll call, area code 213-943-3618. Press the number one on your keypad.
0: So we have some brothers who are on the line, but they haven't pressed number one.
2: Yeah, they have to press the number one,
1: absolutely.
0: But I thought I heard someone. So Is there someone trying to to speak?
1: Well, uh, yes, it was me. I was trying to, but I, of course being respectful, you know, we learn a- proper handling of people, so I wanted to be respectful and just keep my mouth shut until you call.
0: Okay. All right, brother. Well, you're on the air.
1: All right. Thank you. I just wanted to put this out there in terms of the the level of violence worldwide and wonder what the other peacekeepers think. Of course, the the wearing of orange this Thursday is an excellent idea, and I'm with that. But again, I wanted to put this out into the vapors and see what the other peacekeepers thought about it, as well as yourselves you know there's a um on
3: online
1: there's a, a group called um allhiphop.com and the majority of what they send out through the smartphones and it's all it is real it's real baseless uh, they send out videos of violence in our community just you know and they they market it in terms of you know a hood beatdowns, and I just would like to know if we could do some research amongst ourselves to find out who is responsible for this, because it's just gratuitous violence. And most people, if they see a fight going on in the community, naturally they're going to pull out the smartphone and start to record it. But then they upload it to this one central place. It, it does go to YouTube a lot. However, this one place, all hip hop dot com promotes this and I was wondering if there was a way for us to first find out who they are and second of all to ask them if they could stop that because it's really it's mostly all of us young girls fighting young girls young men fighting young men old people it's just, and it's mainly people that look like us that's involved in this type of senseless violence and I was wondering what everyone thought
0: about that well it's good that you point that out you know sometimes there are people doing things in our name that are not really us. It is it is possible that there is a site called All Hip Hop and it's not coming from the hip hop community at all. It could be coming from the enemies of our people. And even if it is coming from people within the hip hop community, they are still enemies of their own people. And I think that it would be good to to try to check it out I guess you can you can go on you can put it in the you know in web or you can google you can see get information about all hip hop I think that is doable to find out who it is, but I think that what you are doing by bringing it up and pointing out that it is counterproductive and it is harmful to our community, I think that that is a very effective way to address it. But say that on Facebook, say that on Twitter. You know, say that with your own email blast. the same uh concern that you have expressed here and and you issued it you have issued it as an alert. so let's alert our community through all of the alternative media that we have and and say the same thing and ask people to help repeat that message. It does not work. And it doesn't work in our interest to romanticize and promote and glorify violence. You know, it's so we come against that. And one of the ways to do it is, as I've said, use all of the same alternative media to issue that same alert and ask people to reject it. One thing that we can do is we we can begin to point out to people, how these things are harmful. Sometimes people don't really realize that what they're doing or what they're looking at, what they're listening to, is damaging, and they feel like it is freedom of expression. And there are people who say things like, well, that's real. That's what's going on in my community. Fighting all the time, that's real. I'm just keeping it real. But but, but the reality is that you did not create that reality. There's a whole other process that has created anger, frustration, disappointment, broken hearts, broken aspirations, broken spirits. That's what exists in the black community. But we didn't create that. So someone else has established their reality for us. And because it actually exists and we are engaged in a counterproductive, destructive behavior, many of our people have been tricked into believing that that was their reality, like they had a choice and chose to be unemployed, chose to have poor schools and inadequate health care. You know, like we chose unemployment, had a choice. And we we could have had a really good, well-paying job and a good education, and we chose dysfunctional schools. See, it didn't happen like that. That's all that was presented to us in our community.
3: As a result,
0: we have produced a certain kind of personality in the community that is the result of the conditioning that has been imposed on the community. So when you say, I'm just keeping it real, the folly of that is that's not your reality. And so someone else has created a reality for us, and we are silly enough to keep their reality real. We embrace it like it was our idea and say, I'm just keeping it real. I was
2: thinking, um, I wonder where that expression, keeping it real, comes from. I mean, what does that mean, keeping it real? When when you're looking on YouTube and you're watching girls beat up girls and, and Young people beating up old people or, or, you know, homeless people in the streets. What does keeping it real mean?
0: See, it's it's a good question, but the way it is being used is that people say that whatever actually exists, if I acknowledge what exists, i 'm just keeping it real because that 's what that 's what the reality is we 're out in my community that 's what 's real in the street where I am i 'm just keeping it real you 've got artists, hip hop artists who are rapping about gangsterism, killing people, drug dealing, alcohol drinking, objectifying women, and they say that as an artist i 'm just presenting what I see that's that is because they have never fully understood the role and function of an artist, particularly an artist that comes from an oppressed people. There was a great writer, John Killens, and he taught at Medgar, Medgar Everest College in Brooklyn, and he taught a writing workshop, and he, he would ask his students at the beginning of the class, what is the primary responsibility of a black writer? And at that time it was clear that black people were involved in a, in a freedom struggle in this country. And, and he said, "What is the, he was saying, what is the primary responsibility of an artist that comes from an oppressed people?" And he said, "The correct answer is to make struggle or make revolution irresistible. Mm. Your primary function is to make revolution irresistible, to make struggle irresistible, to make appropriate behavior irresistible, to make respect for your family and your and your and, and your children, your women, make respect irresistible." That is the primary function of a black artist or an artist who comes from a people that are under attack. And see, when, 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 if you're truly an artist, an artist does not rap about what they see. An artist does not paint pictures of what they see when they look down the street. An artist does not reflect what is. An artist helps you envision what can be. Mm. And artist helps you in understand possibilities. So when if you look at the there used to be a brother in Karamoco Baye who had a program where he was taking prison art around the country and he was showing paintings that uh brothers who were in prison had done. None of those brothers painted the record, the, the the gym or the the dining hall or the the whatever the room, the yard outside. They didn't they painted voluptuous women. They painted landscapes, running brooks of water. They painted freedom. You know, they, paint, they painted what they wanted to be, and that's what an artist does. And what we have are artists who have not fully understood the real role and function of an artist.
2: Yeah, so I want to give the number out again on Bob, Jason, and Steve. Our number is 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. Call in. Let us know what you're doing. Um, press the number one on your keypad if you want to talk. And we seem to have, uh, hmm, Brother James,
1: are you there? Yes, this is Brother James, and are I am present present for peace. Pete. Absolutely, absolutely. And Bob Law, much respect for you for so many years staying in the struggle, and um, definitely a great example of a man who is active in his community. And I believe this is a great initiative. You know, the Peacekeepers Global Initiative is, is a great thing for us. But I want to keep it real as well. You know, keeping it real is painting a picture so that our young people can see the devastation of um, not having peace in the community. Uh, when we look at the global perspective of of the last of a 10-year span from 2003 to 2011, in two wars and one in Iraq and one in and um oh goodness, uh, the other uh, Iraq and Iran, you had over 6,200 body bags sent home to America from uh, a, a conflict in the East in 10 years. But if you really look at it in year 2011. We had over 6,400 black men and boys who were murdered in the streets of America in one year. That math don't add up. That reality is the sick reality that we're living in today, and we need to make sure that we are not part of the problem, but we're part of the solution. So I applaud you with the peacekeepers, because it is something that we have to take to heart and get out there. And, and and be soldiers for peace, you know. Uh, we have mm-hmm. to be examples of peace keepers, and we have to maintain that peace wherever we go. And so I just want to say, uh, give me a few T-shirts. I'll have folks wearing them wherever I'm at. Trust me. It's time for peace.
0: All right, now brother. I'm Thank bro- you. Thank you for your call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the
3: number is two one three nine four three three
2: six one eight. hit the number one on your keypad, check in, let us know what's happening in your community with the Peacekeepers Movement, let us know what you're doing, let us know if you need any help, tell us what's going on.
0: Let me just say this again for people who may have just joined us and joined us recently. We began talking about the Peacekeeper Global Initiative and trying to explain what the global initiative is. Two things have come up. One is that our effort must be global. It must be powerful and pervasive because the assault on our people is global. We are under attack from, on every single level. Uh, on every single level, everything black is under attack. Everything black is being marginalized to the point where many black people are not even comfortable saying black anymore. When you look at black radio, it used to be black radio, it used to be soul radio, black radio, and black radio stations are reluctant. If not absolutely afraid to say black, except for WURD in Philadelphia, which is which is Black America's radio station of choice, mm. the black radio stations say that they are urban
3: mm.
0: or nothing at all, afraid <clears throat> yeah. to even say black because everything. We are, they are being told that uh, black does not sell, that black is of no value, and so people have begun to to accept black being marginalized. And that's happening on every level and everything that we are engaged in, look at in the political arena where they're talking about denying uh, new voter rules. And those voter rules, as it turns out, have actually targeted black people to make it difficult, if not impossible, for black people to vote. Everything black is under attack. And so as we respond, since we are under attack with a global initiative, Our own initiative to establish peace and stabilize our community also has to be global. And then the second part of it is that when we say a global initiative and we begin to launch it right here, right now, what we're saying is that everybody in the community is to become a peacekeeper, everybody. The men challenge first to step up and to do one hour of power. And there are men in some cities who have decided that they want to do more than one hour of power. And have other kinds of things going on in the community as well. But if it's going, but as a, uh, but we're seeing men, women, young people, seniors, everybody become a peacekeeper. The brothers will be the ones in the street establishing a peacekeeper presence in the community. But the global initiative calls on everybody in the community to assume the responsibility to bring and maintain peace in the community. So it begins with how we treat each other, how we re- 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 respond one-to-one with each other. i we going to
2: break for a um, brief commercial, commercial okay. break, and Brother Forrest, if you're ready, when we come back, we're going to pick back up on those um, important points.
1: The key, unlocking the unlocking doors the to unlimited door. This portion of The Key was brought to us by Moon107.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories. And offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French-cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit Moon107.com. M-A-U-N-107. M-A-U-N-107. Keys
0: 107,
1: in media partnership with Harlem's newest genderless theater, are proud to present winner of seven national and international film awards. Elza, a film telling the universal story of a family in turmoil. A young woman's dream becomes an obsession in search for self, offering an insider's view of the lush island culture of Guadalupe. Elza is the first feature by a female director from this Caribbean island. Elza opens shortly at the Mist Harlem, the newest venue for high-quality entertainment located at 46 West 116th Street. For ticket information on the World Wide Web, go to mistharlem.com. Consultants and Services, LLC. For the best consultants and services around, make sure you find us on the web. RCS, LLC. Keys, 107, in media partnership with Harlem's newest gym, The Miss Theatre, proudly presents winner, Best Drama at UK's One World Media Awards and double award winner at 2012 African Movie Academy Awards. "Otello Burning, a beautiful coming-of-age drama, a gripping story of South African township kids as they discover surfing a newfound freedom. Directed by award-winning filmmaker Sarah Fletcher, "Otello Burning will open shortly at the Mist Theatre in Harlem, located at 46 West 116th Street. For more information, visit World Wide Web, mistharlem.com. You're listening to The Keys on Blog Talk Radio. I'm present for peace. I'm present for peace. Yo, I'm present for peace. I'm present for peace. I am present. For peace. The Keys 107 welcomes you back to the Peacekeepers Roll Call.